is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. It is another Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast broadcasting live downtown Warsaw, Indiana, third floor of City Hall. Same building, new room today. Uh, you might hear it in the acoustics. You probably won't. Only I have the acoustic here, I guess. But uh, th- I'm Ryan Martin. Hosting the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast, as always, with my partner in crime, Mr. Jody Claypool. Jody, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, doing all right. I like the new specs. Thank you, sir. It looks like you're ready yeah. to go fishing. This uh, blocks the blue light. These are blue light blockers. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah. does this help you to see those Lunker Pike in the Tippecanoe River a little bit more freely? You know, I haven't tried that, but I am going to. Okay. Today's a perfect day to be out there. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. The water, you know, water was up after some recent rains, slowly working its way back down. Uh, Creighton Brothers running their irrigation off the Tippecanoe River. That's an interesting, interesting little uh, thing to see out there as well. So we may probably will talk about that more just a little bit later. But we have an exciting guest with us today here, um, you know, with us talking Tippecanoe River, Tippy River Adventures, um, you kind of, that, that, that explores the health side of activity For sure. out there. You know, you have yeah. to paddle the kayak and work on things like that. We have a gentleman here that's all about things in that space. Jody, who do we have? Today we have Rich Haddad, mm-hmm. CEO and president of K21 Health Foundation. Did I say that right? You said it right. All right. That's- K21 Health Foundation. And yes, he is the right guy to talk to when it co- talk when we're talking about things like getting outdoors, mm-hmm. healthy activities, mm-hmm. community building, fellowship, that sort of thing. So perfect guy to talk to, uh, and he can tell us how uh, Tippy River Adventures is going to feed into his mission. Exactly right, Rich. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Let, let's Spend start though with uh, talking a little bit about what the K twenty one Health Foundation is. Because there's a story behind that, and a lot of folks that maybe have, have moved to this area over the past 5, 10, 15 years are like, what's this? It's a great health foundation, fine, fantastic, but how did it even come to be? So, Rich, tell us a little bit about the foundation, what your role is, and uh, just let's start there. That sounds great. I'll, I'll try to be brief. Um, back in the late 60s, early 70s, a large group of people decided we needed a, a community hospital and really rallied the community to, to give and donate to that, and, and KCH Hospital was, was birthed out of that effort. Um, and then in the late 90s, um, uh, the, the board of directors felt like they really needed to expand the services um, to be able to meet all the needs, the growing needs of the community, and had a decision to make. Either we go into a bunch of debt to build these things for the community, or we sell to a for-profit health system and really require in the purchase that they build these things as part of buying it. And that's the route they went. Um, The interesting side of that uh, nonprofit hospital was they basically sold the hospital operations for a giant check. And so that's how K21 Health Foundation was born, is there was a, uh, um, a check, I'll just generalize, about $64 million. 
And so the nonprofit converted its purpose. It's, we are still the original KCH nonprofit, but it converted its purpose from a hospital to a foundation. And very quickly, the new board of directors said, well, the original donors built KCH to impact the health of Kosciuszko County residents. So let's keep that same theme, but we go about it differently. Our, our job is to make sure that that money is invested responsibly and then use the proceeds to grant back into the community and provide funding for all the variety of health things that could happen in our community. Um, you know, our goal is to, is, our hope is that every person that lives in Kosciuszko County lives their best, healthiest life. So give us, uh, give us just a few examples when you say granting or investing back into the community. What, what kind of ideas are and, you, and you looking at? And K-21 says to me, kindergarten through the age 21. <laughs> right, yeah, right. We're right. Not a good, I'm, not, I'm not missing the boat here, right? Right, you're the only one, but no, you're okay. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about what, what ideas and what you've given into over the past few years. Yeah, real, real quickly, the, the, the K and the 2-1, it was the, the foundation was born in 1999. If you guys are old enough to remember that, it was all about Y2K, right? We're going into a new millennia. What do we do? A new 21st century. So they basically said K so that the focus is on Kosciuszko and kind of thinking forwardly, the 21st century. So that's what K-21 so I was way you, off. You were way off. Yeah, um, not even close. But That's normal. <laughs> um, but it also tells me that probably here in the next 30 years, I'm going to be guessing there's going to be a brand new arm they'll take and figure out what the new name is going to be because halfway through the 21st century, it's like, I don't know about that. So. The good thing is uh, all that branding challenge in the latter part of this century will not be my problem. There you go. So. Not your problem. There you know you what they're going to do? They're going to switch it to my definition. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> there I'm you not go. sure. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So, Ed, back to your your um, your question. It, we The board takes a, a fairly broad and uh, approach to what health means. Um, we did some strategic work way back in the early part of my leadership to better define what health means, because it can mean about anything. I always joke, it's kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everybody <laughs> can get to health eventually if they uh, try hard enough. And so we wanted to define it proactively to help our community understand what our role was in the community. Um, but it, I would say it is a, still a big spectrum. Probably at our core, we want to make sure that every person in our county has the health care that they need. And so, you know, there could be, um, you know, there's addiction issues or there's um, homelessness or there's low income that, that they don't have insurance. There's there's ways that people are have barriers to get the health care they need. And, and so we fund into spaces that maybe fill in the gaps to try to help people um, get the health care that we, we hope everybody um, has the opportunity for. But then it goes really the other way. We, we believe the long-term play here is that um, we create, help create a culture of healthy living for every person. We want people to make their own decisions and good decisions as it relates to their own health. Um, so again, kind of a analogy, lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. We're trying to remove all the barriers and help provide all the opportunities for people to live their healthiest life. And in that way, a lot of either what exists that we take advantage of and help people get to, or it doesn't exist and we need to build, help build it or help develop it in order to um, give people choices and a variety and opportunity right here in Northern Indiana. So, you know, what you guys are, are, are working on directly is super exciting for us to think about a natural 
asset, a natural benefit to our county that can really be utilized for people to make those choices to say, man, I would love to do that. Let me try that. Let me get into that. Let me have a passion for being on the water. Um, that's such a great use of, of our natural resources being turned into people being able to enjoy that um, and, and be active and be healthy. Cause that's so, so how does, how does K21, so is, is K21 um, directly supplementing healthcare or are they supporting other organizations that, like you had mentioned addiction, are you guys doing building addiction programs? Yeah, that's or a, are you guys funding existing addiction That's a great programs? question. Um, I, I joke with people that K21 is pretty simple. We only do two things. We, we invest money, hopefully responsibly, and then we give it away. So our, our sole purpose is to grant make, provide the funds to the organizations doing the work or providing the programs, right? So, so for instance, there's a medication and dental assistance program. So people who are having trouble affording medications that they need, that the doctor prescribes, or they can't afford dental care. And we know good oral health is important to their long-term health. So we fund into the programs that offer those solutions for people. Um, Likewise, we're not out there, you know, signing contracts to build new greenways for our community. But we know a lot of the towns and, um, and different municipalities are continuing to develop that. Okay, great. We can help provide some of the funding to make that happen. Yeah. So it is, it is really a, um, our role really is to try to provide local funds to really ins uh, inspire and solve some of the financial side of, again, what you guys want to do what uh, so many wonderful people and organizations in our community are trying to do. If, if money is an issue, let us lean in there and see if we could be a part of it. So not to get too far off into the, the weeds and technicals, but you know, I want to zero in on, you said you had two jobs. Invest wisely, but then give the proceeds away. When you move into a period of time and a scenario like we're seeing now, where you know, investing is a a rocky, rocky road, does that impact K-21's ability sometimes to be able to fund because the markets just have not given us an opportunity to make yeah. in our investments like we did, say, five years ago? And, and, and how do you navigate that? Because K-21's been around for a good long time. This is not your first song and right. dance in rodeo. So, But how does it impact the day-to-day -day or year-to-year -year balance sheets? Yeah, it's not our first, uh, I'm going to air quote, recession. Nobody's right. claiming it's a recession yet, but certainly we're seeing everybody's taking a big hit. Um, and again, we started in 99. So so we went through kind of that uh, post 9-11 recession to the market, and then certainly 08-09 was a huge blow. Um, but as an, as an investor, we look at, at, a, at a permanent timeline. So like a lot of us think in 401k terms, at some point, I'm going to need this money to retire and live mm -hmm. on. And so I got to watch my timeline and how aggressive can I be if I'm going to need that money in five years or 10 years. For K-21 as a permanent endowment, this money is, is invested to impact the community forever, well past our lifetimes, right? Somebody else will be leading this. There'll be a different board. Um, so we can, we can kind of take the ups and downs um, and, and accept those. We're not trying to time the market. We're looking at long-term uh, investments and strategies that, you know, quite frankly, the, the last prior four years or so was amazingly wonderful, right? And uh, so we, we have to, you know, it's a gut check, but this year, 2022, uh, has, has brought our assets down like everybody else's. And we have to just kind of 
take a deep breath and accept those those moments because we're after the long term, you know, um, trajectory of investing uh, a little more aggressively. So yeah, it's it. Um, does it affect what you end up yeah, being yeah. able to fund or 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 not though, especially it, it, multi-year plans? Yeah, I would say it has a soft influence. Um, uh, we we try to average out our assets over the previous four years to say what what are what's our target for this year. Mm -hmm. So that helps that um, we're not just looking at the immediate of of the investment uh, results. Uh, we're we're spreading that out and kind of average smoothing it out. I would say so. It so I would say there's small impacts, but it's not. It's how it's affecting our average yeah. as opposed to to this year. It's not. It's not. What I hear you saying is it's not impacting how. You invest, or how many things you invest in? Uh, both. So I, I think the other, I think, well, I mean, I can just give you a number. This is kind of crazy to think about, but um, we, we need our, our responsibility as a private foundation. The IRS says you, your only purpose is to grant make. So we're gonna, we're gonna make you do it at a certain level. So we need to grant out close to three million dollars every year. And so now we have, I would ballpark about 1.2 million of ongoing annual relationships, those sort of health care gaps that we ha that we are committed to continuing as long as they're doing what, what they're committed to do. Um, and then we're looking for, you know, big, big rock, big, big boulder moves that we can make to help the community. And then, you know, there's a lot of other things. Um, so again, that 3 million, so to speak, kind of moves a little bit, but, but not a lot. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the beauty is this continues to be available next year and the year after and the year after. And so we're, we're looking to continue to move our community um, for those that are saying, hey, I've got a great idea. There's a program that can really make a difference. Can you take a look at this? So, so let's talk about that. So yeah. what sorts of things are you guys investing in? And then how do you guys tie that to health? Yeah, so like I said, it's 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 a pretty big spectrum. We take a, a very broad um, view of health. We feel like we can make a difference in a lot of different aspects of health. And so it can go anywhere from very long-term um, approaches like we want to fund into health education. We want high school kids to get excited about the sciences and about healthcare fields. Do you guys have any exciting things that you can talk about in detail that you're excited about coming um, out to the public? Probably the most recent um, grant uh, we just did was with Ivy Tech. They they um, they have a uh, certificate and an associate's degree programs right here at our local Ivy Tech related to health uh, sciences, CNA programs, uh, medical assisting programs, just trying to get people into the medical field working. And so they needed new equipment that, you know, if their, their equipment is either aged out or really not relevant to the actual field now. And so getting them equipment so that these students, as they step into hospitals or medical offices, are going to see the same thing they're learning on. Um, so we just did that just to try to help give them um, up-to-date uh, equipment to teach off of. Uh, we've done some things with uh, nursing programs at Grace recently. Uh, I think our approach in, at education is the most... Uh, the chance of people working here are the ones that are already living here or going to school here. They're going to they're going to either already appreciate our community or fall in love with our community and uh, want to stay. And so 
when it relates to that, how do we continue to help the profession be strong and fully employed? Well, it's to try to get more students to embrace that that career path. So that, you know, you meant you you joked about you know K through 12 or whatever it was or 21 years old. Um, we aren't an education foundation; we're a health foundation. Right. But we understand that educating people in health fields will matter long term. Um, so. That, that was a long explanation of that feels like a one-off, but yeah. we, we're looking at also some of the longer term, you know, if we do this here, we believe the results will help our community as it gotcha. relates to health. Uh, a lot of the other things is more direct, uh, parks, playgrounds, youth sports programs. Um, again, all the amenities, uh, the, the big, big, big one that's in process now is the, uh, is the um, ice rink pavilion in Winona Lake. So we kind of let out and said, Hey, we want this. We we believe building some winter activity for our community is really important. We don't want everybody hibernating for four months, and so we've got to create a culture where being outdoors and do, being active in the winter is just as normal as all the all the beautiful lakes and streams and lake and uh, rivers we have. Um, so let's let's create twelve months of of active lifestyle. So that that was important to us to kind of initiate. Yeah, and. Um, you know, just really offered, you know, we, we'd love to see a plan because any, can anybody be a, give us a plan that we could support? And ultimately Winona Lake did and, and we made a grant of 1.5 million. And that's more, again, we can't do that all the time, but yeah. when there's big, almost, um, I want to be cliche, game changer or big shifts in what this community can offer, yeah, um, we've been able to to make big commitments to help that happen. So, who would you say is a a, a peer in in this space? Because it's I view this as I haven't lived in many communities that actually have a pure out a health foundation that kind of works this way. Is K twenty one unique or not? And where do you need to go to find another organization yeah. like this in and around this region? It is, it is somewhat unique. Uh, there was definitely a whole movement where these health systems were just gobbling up small hospitals and just expanding their network. And so technically, you know, KCH is under the Lutheran network, which is technically under CHS out of, uh, out of Nashville, right? So it's one of those things that happened. And so that was a natural, uh, uh, I guess, movement back when uh, KCH was purchased. But um, there's not a lot of, I would say, rural counties like Kosciuszko that would have a K-21. Um, most of the nonprofit hospitals historically were county-owned, not, mm. not, not an independent nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so when those sort of sales happened, um, the county uh, chose to bring those proceeds back into the county's control as opposed to let's set up a separate foundation that can continue to feed the community um, through, you know, grant making. And so it is a little unique. You'll see that a little more in maybe some of the bigger cities. Lutheran Health Foundation really was part of the Lutheran Hospital in Fort Wayne being purchased. There's a St. Joseph Health mm -hmm. Foundation in, in uh, Fort Wayne as well. Laporte, I consulted into uh, uh, Laporte Hospital when they were sold and they were birthing the foundation out of that. So I spent some time with their board um, just trying to share our experiences. So it, it, it exists, but it isn't, um, you know, we, we 
I, I kind of see this as just a wonderful stewardship role for the community. This is the community's asset that hopefully will impact the community forever. And our board and, and uh, me and Holly and Jen, that we're stewards of the community's money. And how do we do it? How do we carry this out responsibly and impactfully? Um, it's so, a good mission. Yeah, it's, it's mission. I, I feel very fortunate, very blessed to have been um, hired into this role. It's been 15 years now, which is yeah. crazy. I've never had a job this long, but um, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. And again, it's 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 the communities, and and our focus is to try to make sure our mission is clear, and then and then we're carrying out the mission. Well, and and from our previous podcasts, there is definitely. The idea of having something that gets people out of their houses in the winter mm -hmm. is a good idea, mm -hmm. right? right? Right. So, and we're not going to build a mountain, so right. probably skiing downhill is not a, <laughs> an option in the winter. But not yet. Is there is there anything you can tease um, that the K twenty one is looking at um, from this area standpoint that might be something on the horizon, something people can look forward to that that you're excited about? Hmm, that's a good. Good question. And the qualifier is that he can tease. I'm sure there's all sorts of things, <laughs> Yeah, he I'm may sure, not yeah, be right. able to tease him. So. Well, I, again, outside the, the Warsaw Winona Lake area, what's really interesting, one of the things we did kind of to celebrate our 20th um, anniversary back in 19 was we made a pledge to the nine incorporated towns in our county that are not called Warsaw Winona Lake. So, again, naturally, pragmatically, a lot of what is offered in, in Kosciuszko County is centralized because then everybody from every corner of the county can get to it if it's in the central region of Warsaw Winona Lake. Um, but we wanted to make sure every community knows that our mission is to all of Kosciuszko County. So we actually pledged $200,000 to the nine small towns, not called Warsaw Winona Lake, and said, we want to support what you want. And so I met with all the, the town councils and said, you, you work, you know, no hurry, engage your, your uh, citizens, you know, there's county planning happening, go through that, tell us what would be the best way to use 200000 for health and wellness for your community. Um, and, and again, as long as it kind of stays under the umbrella of our mission, we'll say yes. Like it has to stay within mission, but we want you to tell us how you'd like to use this money. So that's that's a big thing. Three of the towns have already um, uh, figured out their plan and asked for those funds, but we have six more to go. So it's it's exciting to to um, just make that sort of investment and commitment to some of the other communities in Kosciuszko. Yeah. So that's that's a big thing coming. A lot of them are really working on again pedestrian improvements. Um, so that's that's a little bit of what like, we're seeing. Are you talking about sidewalks? Or you talking about trails? Yeah, but a little both. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like like Milford's working on a plan. I think they they got a um, a, a government grant to kind of uh, be the bigger part of, of of the funds. To they have a, a really cool park uh, off Wabi Lake, um, I believe it is that um, is out of the town. It's a mile away, and so you got all these you know, concentration of, of residents in the town and, and they have to drive, they have to drive. Well, what if we created a trail where they could bike right. and yeah. walk and run? It's a mile, right? A lot of right. people go, I'll take a mile walk and then I get out to the, to the park and the lake. Yeah. So they're working on that plan. That's, that's, that's exciting to see that sort of uh, movement of communities, um, you know, just saying we, we, wanna, we wanna be active too. 
and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I've got one more question, kind of about the workings of K twenty one. Before I mean, we need to pivot to to, to rich, rich the man and all right. of that, but the the final question. So you mentioned the county, and you know, arguably this county has more going on with regard to different possible things than a lot of other surrounding counties. So what are the challenges and also the, 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 the pros and the cons of trying to do what the foundation is trying to do here in this county? Challenges yeah. to get stuff done and, and, and the, uh, we're really glad we're here because we have such and such. Just a couple of those. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting place because, you know, I, again, I kind of say we don't actually do anything. <laughs> so, again, that feels oddly simplistic but it's like our our job is to provide the funding so that those that are doing can do can get it done can create or add new things into our community um, so that's probably a challenge I'd say is um, and and part of my role I think as president is to be at the table to keep talking about what what are we lacking what what needs done what can we do and listen for those opportunities for k21 to say well we can we can help on the funding side, but we can't make somebody be passionate about something. So, we we yeah. might say, oh, we really need this in our community, and we look around and go, there's nobody here, right? And so our yeah. board has really been resistant to say, well, then we'll just do it. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, we always check ourselves and go, that isn't really our role. We need to help either develop that or, or, or look to the right partner and say, is this something you see and something we could help you do? Um, so that's a little bit of the challenge mm -hmm. is, is, you know, we're a one-off. We're, we're not the front line. We're trying to help support the front line to, to provide what, what – um, but because we're thinking about health all the time, we probably might see things more proactively or more in advance that maybe um, – And there's not might. a mechanism to be like, hey, we found this opportunity, but you just need to go find somebody to do it. Like, right. go yeah. ping people and be like, set this thing up and we'll fund it. Yeah, yeah like, again, with, with your passion um, – you know, making Tippy River all it could be, right? It's like we could we could have seen that for years and go, man, I wish I wish somebody, somebody could crazy enough to go cut up log jams. <laughs> <and go out laughs> <there. Right>. <laughs> <laughs> wish somebody could do something because yeah. we could, you know, back it. Uh, one of the unique things, though, um, is is our, you know our as a foundation, we can only grant to basically nonprofit entities, Correct. and so that's the a little bit of the trick. You guys might have this business model that is amazing. And it's, it's in a for-profit setting or a, uh, just a typical corporate setting. And, you know, we have to cheer you guys on or we have to find ways. Can we be involved in a way, kind of indirectly, that still helps this idea move forward? Um, how but, does, how, what would that look like? Like, what other avenues do you have? And I'm not saying for Tibby River. I'm just saying, like, if you've yeah. got somebody who's got a, you know, a health focused thing right but they are a for-profit you right. guys well and, and let's even go into those uh, some of the uh, direct relationships because uh, you know uh, a dental office let's just say uh, they're in the business of fixing people's teeth but right. they're doing it for money right right so right, right. Uh, so you know how would right. a relationship work with a for-profit yeah. dentist office that's a, that's a good example so the so the dental assistance program sits over at a, at the health service pavilion and it's a voucher system so the so there's I think 20 dentist offices like, hey, we'll, we'll help those that can't afford it. We can't take all that on. But if you can manage or administrate the needs as they happen, then we'd be glad to help. And so this voucher uh, program, basically those that would have acute 
uh, dental needs would come there, they get assessed, you know, kind of a case management. And then that organization will call a dental office, could you take this person? Um, and it's set up in that the dental office essentially gets a voucher so that their overhead is covered. But they're providing their professionalism, their time, their, their care for that patient, essentially, I could say free. But, and so they get a reimbursement for overhead to just cover their base cost. Sure. Um, but it allows them to participate in kind of a nonprofit effort. It's really, a, again, a cool system where, you know, we can help support the ability for those vouchers to happen. And again, it's another organization that's handling all the details, right? right? And we right. just provide some of the funds to make it happen. Right. Well, let, let's pivot. I mean, yeah. we, we, I think we could talk about this kind of stuff probably for <laughs> forever, but let's pivot to Rich sure. the Man. Right. Uh, Rich, you, you, you took over the organization. Um, that may be less interesting, but I'm well, willing. Well, you know, we'll, we'll let everybody else figure that one out. All right. um, just tell us a little bit about you. How, how, how long have you been here? Uh, we know about your role with the company, but let's yeah. talk about the personal. What, what's going on? Yeah, so, so I came to Grace College in 1983. I actually participated in three sports originally. That was one of the reasons Grace was attractive is I, I loved a lot of sports and wanted to keep playing them. Um, then I realized I was 5'9 and not overly fast, so basketball was the first one to realize at a college level I might have limitations. Um, did Coach K keep you around, or did he invite you to... Uh... Yeah, he. he um, I think if I knew the three-point line was coming, I may have stuck around, because that's the only way I could get a shot off, <laughs> is to be about 20 feet away from the basket. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a wonderful experience, but back then... You know, I met my wife there, and we kind of looked at the students around that stuck around the town and went, what's the matter with you? You came from Pennsylvania. You came from California. You came from Ohio. We, I was from Michigan. And, and then you didn't leave. Like, what's, what's the matter with you? So we were, like, eager to leave okay. and had an opportunity to, to start my career in Indianapolis. But as we started to have kids, and I was pondering a lot of things, work and career path and otherwise, we looked back at Warsaw, went on a lake, and went, man, that's a great community. Like, we could see it now. We didn't see it as a student. Um, and I think back then, Grace was, frankly, very pretty isolated. Mm -hmm. I think some of the, the recent leadership with Dr. Manahan and Dr. Kada really, you know, brought the school out into the community to be a part of the community. Um, but back then, it was like we were in a bubble. And so we could look back and went, man, you know, we had two young kids. That, that'd be a great community. And so... There's an opportunity to move back in 92, um, and uh, I, I started in public accounting, shifted into financial planning, and was hired by uh, Sim Financial Advisors to come in and be one of their leaders. And uh, just real quickly, with, um, in early 2000, uh, was part of the leadership of Warsaw Community Church, and they were growing a lot, and I would say the on staff were pastors, not business people. <laughs> and uh, a lot of their challenges in growing fast was business kind of stuff, mm -hmm. organizational kind of stuff. So they asked me to come on staff. And I think for a lot of various reasons, my dad had passed three years ago, I was pondering, you know, significance in life and making a difference. Um, it just felt like the right timing. It felt like I was, God was saying, this is where I need you. And I'm going to kind of disrupt your life so that you're willing to even consider it. <laughs> so so um, was part of staff there until 06 when I got a random call one night from a board member of K21. And they said, our, 
our original president's ready to retire, and would you be willing to talk to us? And again, trying to stay open-minded to all things, I said, sure, I'll talk. And um, just felt like a wonderful opportunity where I could use my skills in finance and um, but actually apply them to a community good. So it was just a great combination of wanting to make a difference in the lives that I live, work, and play around. But again, a large, like I said, a large part of, of K21 is overseeing responsibly uh, an endowment and an investment portfolio. So yeah, it was great. And like I said, 15 years, um, uh, it's, it's been really good. Uh, married almost, uh, married. 37 years, two wonderful kids. Go. You're going to want to get that one right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, was, he sounds like a numbers guy. He was yeah. doing the math real <laughs> quick. I did a quick math. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, two kids, uh, both married, and uh, my daughter has two little grandsons. So we were definitely in a phase of life that's got some, uh, got some fun and busyness. So it's all good. All right. So what, what do you guys like to do? I mean, you're, you're, you're running uh, one – um, side of the spectrum that we, we talked to now that you're uh, moving into the grandparent phase of life. Well, and What's the family like to lake, do? Right? Yeah, so in, uh, so, uh, in 2010, we, we bought a home on Winona Lake, and um, so we've uh, been certainly blessed with enjoying the, the natural resources of our county by being a lake owner, and, um, and that's been great. We've been just kind of slowly working on the house over several years, and uh, but just enjoy it, and, and it's a place for our kids and grandkids to come and enjoy, and that's that's a, really a wonderful blessing for us to to host and, and to share what... Ben, at, in the community and at Grace, and you said the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen... 80s. Eight, I'm, sorry, I'm pretty 80s. old. Yeah, Thanks, you've Jody. seen the transition in the state of the, yeah. the lake, right? Yeah. How it's matured over the... Well, you think about years. what, um, you know, the vision that... Brent Wilcoxon had and the and the commitment and and um, that that the Miller family had to really transform Winona Lake back in the early mid '80s. Winona Lake was not a great place. It was right? a hole. Let's be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you say that. I was trying to be uh, be, be kind, but in but yeah, it was a place you didn't want to be uh, typically. And so now, to me, it's the epicenter of kind of the healthy life culture, right? Um, and, and we want the whole county to almost like grow into really what Winona embraced probably 15 years ago. Um, and so a lot of people out, you know, again, running, walking, biking. The biking community has exploded. Um, KCV and others that have just said, this is who we want to be has been great. Um, so yeah, there's been a, a big transformation. And, and again, seeing the towns around our county kind of start to embrace that as well and really have a desire for that has been... Yeah, we had uh, Greg Demopoulos and Mike Cusick on a previous podcast okay. and their passion, you could see their passion mm-hmm. for yeah. it. Yeah. And, and so that's, uh, that's a great example of like, we didn't, we didn't create the, the, bike, the cyclist culture. I mean, they, their passion uh, started it and we've just come behind them and helped um, kind of fuel it and uh, provide some of those funds. But I, I remember early at K21, I sat down with Greg Demopoulos and Alan Aldifer, and they were coming to try to get some support. And I said, you got to be a 501c3 first. And they were like, all right then. <laughs> so, I mean, they were starting that movement already and just tried to talk through and help them kind of like, what's the right structure to make it all happen? Mm-hmm. 
and again, 15 years later, whatever, whenever that was, um, to see what they've accomplished, and it's been great. And so, yeah, uh, I, and there's more, right? There's more to do. Um, I know your your passion with Tippy River is just one of those, like, man, we haven't even scratched the surface of what that's going to be. Yeah, right. And so right. that's that's super exciting. I mean, you say what's coming, what's in their future. I, as I've spent time with you guys or and in meetings about what it could be, I mean that that gets me pretty pumped. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's already there, and we just have to figure out how to how to take care of it and then enjoy it because it's one of those natural assets that we've been blessed with in Kosciuszko County. Yeah. So, I mean, if, as we wrap this up, because we've got the signature question that we need to do yet, too, but, you know, the whole idea of this podcast is, uh, you know, folks that are not familiar with the area driving down US-30, what makes them turn the wheel right or left, and, and not just explore. Visits are one thing, but put down roots and, and start a business here. So with everything that you have talked about so far and really wanting to focus on, on, on the health and wellness of this county, well, what would you say to somebody? That, that is driving down the, I mean, if you just had to do the, the two-minute sales pitch, uh, what would your pitch be coming fr- at it the way that you come at everything here? Yeah, I think, I think um, a lot of times people think in terms of, like, so what, what sort of, um, I would say, monetary or retail things are available, a lot of school system issues. But, I mean, we think about the schools in our county are amazing, um, I think it's just breaking through the perception of a rural Indiana community. But to me, it has the exactly the best of what you would want as far as the amenities we have, uh, the natural beauty and opportunities, the relationship friendliness where you, 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 can, you can form deep relationships with people that care for each other. Uh, I, I think it's one of the most giving communities I've ever observed. You know, a lot of times people don't don't help or don't give because they don't realize there's a need to respond to. But every time we've seen or, or it's been made made aware in our community that, hey, there's a problem or there's a need, it's a, to me, there's this culture of saying, we're in, we'll help, we'll do something about it. Um, instead of it's your problem or it's other people's problem. So there's a real ownership in our own community but some of these other things that people say we're missing are, are just a drive away or just a South Shore train away, right? Chicago is a great place to visit. It's, it's one of the coolest cities in America. No problem. Like, literally, I'm, uh, four of us are going to a Cubs game Saturday because we're going to drive up, jump on the train, go into town. And, and so it's there, but I don't have to deal with all the challenging parts of Chicago, right? I can enjoy it. Um, Fort Wayne's a great city, second largest in the state, right? It's there, just straight down 30. But the residential, the relational, the amenity activity, just the culture of our, our community, again, it's the best of those things that I think people, once they're here, they realize how special it is. Go ahead and ask the signature question, Joe. All right, so this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. And so we ask all of our guests... And I call it the verbal Rorschach. What does clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? Um, uh, what it means to me is probably how I just ended that last question, which is it is, it is clearly uh, 
an amazing, wonderful place to live, to be a family, to have relationships, and to enjoy life um, in its fullest. I think it's its its fullest. And so, uh, when I think of clearly Kosciuszko, it's it's you know if if you looked at our community um, clearly, <laughs> then you'd you'd see the amazing uh, place for you to be. It would be clear to you. And I think, again, it's a lot of those perceptions that uh, rural Indiana or small town and those sort of things, like, no, no, if you look at us clearly, yeah, we just shake our heads sometimes. This is incredible. And we want to we wanna welcome people to be a part of it. So, yeah. Fantastic. Rich, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast here. Appreciate it. Uh, again, you. we could probably talk for quite a bit longer if we wanted to dive into some details but to that end if folks want to if folks have a project or an idea and want to reach out to the k21 health foundation how does one go about getting in touch with you or somebody at the organization yeah absolutely um our website's pretty clear there's like contact information um uh i love one of the one of the real joys I love is to sit down with somebody who has an, a great idea and just try to help them. I'm kind of very analytical and organizational in my and strategic. And so uh, if you have a great idea or you see a need, um, I'd love to just have coffee with you. Come into the office and let's just kind of work it out. Let's kind of figure it out. I'd, I'd love to be a part of, of your passion, of what you want to make, uh, you know, how you want to make our community better. And if I can help kind of in that early journey, um, talking that through or helping that can also f try to find those connection points that K21 maybe could be a financial partner in that process. So I think that um, that's what I would encourage people. Like if, if, if you think there's a health thing you got stirring, yeah, I'd love to, love to meet with you and kind of, kind of flesh that out. All right. Fantastic. Jody, thank you for being here again. This is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Next episode drops in two weeks. We'll see you then. Until then, have a great rest of your summer. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business or a flexible location for a corporate conference, clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.